May only truth be spoken here and only truth be heard. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. This week I, I heard a guest on a podcast that I listen to frequently. Her name is Cindy Spiegel, and she was a guest on this podcast to talk about a book that she's written recently. Um, and the title of the book is Micro Joys. And I wanted to tell you a little bit about this book as, you know, to begin today. Uh, now, the author of this book, Ms. Spiegel, she had previously been known for another book she'd written many years ago um, that, that had been a bestseller, and it was a book about the power of positive thinking a book about the power of keeping a good attitude in difficult times, training your mind to think positive. And by her own account, it was a story of, of you know, techniques and uh, approaches that had helped her to maintain a positive attitude. And by her telling, it also helped many readers. But in 2020, she experienced difficult times um, at the level that she had not previously experienced them. Not only did she feel the, the effects of the pandemic, as we all did, but she had a number of other tragedies happen in her family. First of all, her, her nephew in New Jersey was shot and killed in his own home. Then her mother died. Then one of her brothers had a stroke and was in the ICU. And you probably remember in that season of the pandemic, someone being in the ICU couldn't visit. So round the clock, they were making phone calls on the three shifts and trying to stay in touch. And then she got breast cancer. And by her own telling, all these tools that she'd had in the past, the power of keeping a positive attitude, to get through it and keep your chin up, it didn't work anymore. She couldn't be the person that she had been telling people for most of her career to be. She couldn't stay positive in the midst of this year where trouble after trouble and grief after grief were piling on. And in the midst of a world where not only she was experiencing this, but almost everyone around her was going through similar struggles. The power of positive thinking wasn't possible for her anymore. And it was in this season of her life that she began to notice that while she couldn't do a lot about her own attitude, there were very small things in her life that if she was able to be present to them, they were almost like life rafts. Like if she was in an ocean with the waves going over her, there would be these small moments, like someone picking up the phone to call her, or opening a book of recipes that her mother had handwritten for her before her death. There were memories and traditions and true friends, they didn't change how she felt 
in the big picture. They didn't make all the grief and overwhelm and rage and sorrow go away. But it was just enough to keep her going until the next one came. She found these small, or sometimes not so small, you know, that recipe book was not small. But she found these moments and practices that reminded her that joy and hope exist, even when you're deep in a sea of sorrow and despair. And it was enough to keep her going from one day to the next. And so she started writing essays about the things that she noticed. Was that day's raft, that day's little island where she could catch a breath. And that became the book that she was on this podcast to speak about. But what she was holding up was, we're called not to be positive all the time, but to realize that in our lives, great sorrow, great grief, real challenge that is too much for us, has a way of coexisting with joy and hope. That the two things sometimes in our lives, especially in our most difficult times, can both be present. And that the joy and hope can sustain us in the seasons of our lives or our collective life that are most difficult for us. And that, I think, is what this beloved psalm, Psalm 23, which if any of us know any psalm by heart, this is probably the one. This psalm reminds us of that truth. This is a psalm about being sustained and guided by the grace of God, who is giving us good gifts. But it's not about God who's giving us good gifts in the middle of a life that is hunky-dory. It's a psalm about a God who's giving us gifts in the middle of the greatest terrors and challenges of our life. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of all that troubles me. This is a psalm about how God creates for us a place that sustains us when we need it most. When we're going through the darkest times or when our community is suffering the most. The story we read today in the book of Acts, you know, it kind of tells us about this golden age of the church, right? Pentecost has just happened. The Holy Spirit has descended on the disciples. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people are baptized, so the church is growing. And then the reading we did today reminds us that the apostles are all together. 
They're sharing, they're selling what they have so that other people might have what they need. They're holding things in common. They're taking care of one another, visiting each other's homes, praying, listening to the apostles' teaching. Verses, verse 2, which we talked about last week, chapter 2, verse 42, they continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, the breaking of bread and the prayers, which is our first baptismal vow. And so it seems like this golden age moment of the church where everybody's happy, they're all together, and things are growing, and people are attracted to the church. So it's easy to forget. And those of us who are studying the book of Acts through the Easter season might remember, this is a moment, and it goes by real quick. There's two verses. They're experiencing this community grace in the midst of what is about to be serious persecution. And don't forget that they're experiencing this grace in the wake of the crucifixion of the one that they follow. The world around them is troubled and troubling. But they're continuing doing the things that bring God's grace and sustenance to them, being together, breaking bread, the teaching and fellowship and the prayers. I want you to think about what it is that has sustained you. If you had to look for those small things or those practices that have given you a glimmer of joy or hope in your most difficult times. As a community, this church has experienced some very difficult times. You know, listening to this woman tell her story about the pandemic reminded me it's not so long ago that we ourselves were scattered, couldn't be together in the ways that we're accustomed to being together that we didn't know the future, and we were deep in a valley. And maybe our lives were full of fear and loss, uncertainty. What are the things that kept this congregation going during that time? And how did we sustain each other? The promise of Psalm 23 is not that the world around us and we ourselves won't be troubled. We will be deeply troubled and the world will shake. Even so, there's a banquet before us. There are small joys and big ones there's teaching and fellowship and breaking bread together and praying together. Those are the ways that God, even now, spreads out that table and anoints us. So do think, especially in this coming week, notice what those things are for you. and Begin to pay attention to them. Or if you can, look back through these past few years and think about what it is that had sustained you through some of these most difficult years.
and continue it. Notice it. And give thanks to God for what it is that God is giving us even now. Amen.